Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for February the 11th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A quick recap of yesterday's show. Wow, we had our guest on, Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com, doing such a phenomenal job. Now I'm calling him Dr. Honest Money is my nickname for Brian. He's doing such a great job. Dr. Honest Money, ladies and gentlemen, telling you the tale of truth everywhere he goes. We uh, also had our Honest Money report about gold and silver and where we stand. We talked about Ron DeSantis says narrative. Uh, Trump rivalry is total bunk. They're great friends. <clears throat> Makes me more concerned about Ron DeSantis, by the way. Biden plans for taxpayer-funded crack pipes. You cool with that, folks? That's what you get uh, in your government these days. In 2016, ladies and gentlemen, around $71 million in Bitcoin was stolen when an infamous cryptocurrency exchange was hacked. Right? Now its value today is around $4.5 billion in a short six years. Feds seize mind-boggling sum after this massive hack. They say it's the largest funds ever seized in the DOJ history. I guess a couple committed the scandals. Federal law enforcement demonstrates once again that we can follow money through the, quote, blockchain and that we will not, not allow cryptocurrency to be a safe haven for criminals. Wow. Yeah. It will not be a zone of lawlessness through our financial system, they claim. The first Bitcoin exchange, ladies and gentlemen, it's called Empty Gox, if you will. It collapsed in 2014 after hackers breached its security systems and siphoned away $500 million at the time. (laughs) Wow. Folks, I've been telling you right now that these uh, cryptocurrencies are bogus. The government has absolute control of them. If you think it's decentralizing money, you're wrong. If you think it's a safe way to transact away from your government, you're wrong. If you think it can't be hacked, you're wrong. If you think it's transparent, you're wrong. Um, I'm just telling you right now, there's no end to the mischief in these dishonest fiat, digital, or crypto financial systems. We finished the first hour by talking about broken heart syndrome. It's on the rise, especially by older women. And broken heart syndrome, what is it, ladies and gentlemen? They say, triggered by physical or emotional stress. Broken heart syndrome causes the heart's chamber. It's the main pumping chamber to temporarily enlarge. And they say if you make it, then you'll, you know, if you make it through the first broken heart uh, event, then you'll probably live. Otherwise, you might die. Serious stuff, ladies and gentlemen. But I compare that broken heart syndrome in science to Luke 21. Men's hearts failing them for fear. How to recover from a broken heart. We finished the first hour by discussing that. I have ideas, and it's biblical, and it's 
God family country focused, if that's not a surprise. Hour two, we had Larry Pratt with us, formerly with Gun Owners of America, discussing all things liberty. We talked about Canadian truckers win their first big victory as Alberta ends passports. We talked about the Department of Homeland Security dishonest, provocative bulletin warning trucker convoy could disrupt Super Bowl Sunday. Now, is that just a warning or is that a they're going to, what, infiltrate the tuck- truckers just like they did January 6th with agent provocateurs to turn peaceful assemblies into violent riots and then blame it on the conservatives, blame it on those who want to oppose government? The convoy, they say, will potentially begin in California as early as mid-February and arrive in Washington, D.C. as late as mid-March. They say it might even disrupt the State of the Union address in D.C. on March 1st. Ladies and gentlemen, they also then admit later in the story there's no sign of any credible threat. So why are we having a memo released? Why are we having this provocateur agenda by our government? The Department of Homeland Security was created by Republicans. Remember that. U.S. truckers slam Facebook for removing a page organizing the D.C. convoy. Censorship at its finest, they say, against vaccine mandates. Gravely concerning, they say there's a call for a hearing for congressional police that have now entered a congressman's office. Felonious behavior, congressman also catches Biden admin opening the congressman's email. The Democrats are spying on political opponents now, WND.com. The new claim from U.S. Rep. Louis Gohmert appears to take this to an entirely new and illegal level there's an announcement his mail is being broken into without authority criminals everywhere daniel horowitz says the department of homeland security coming dangerously close to criminalizing first amendment and political beliefs amen to that on monday the department of homeland security posted its quote latest national terrorist advisory system bulletin the number one domestic terrorism threat according to the government is ordinary people who hold different views on election security policies and views against government on COVID. The CDC, believe it or not, signaling changes to COVID-19 vaccine schedules. Why? Well, in part to address the heart inflammation problems that people are having. Again, your government forcing vaccines that are absolutely criminal bioweapons. Ladies and gentlemen, write that down. Remember who's telling you the truth. Dr. Pierre Corey doubles down. COVID-19 is highly treatable, writes Joseph Mercola. Two doctors telling the truth. Truth tellers. Your government's trying to shut them down at every turn. It seems like our government more and more and more and more is just like the communist nation of China. Welcome to the broadcast. I'm Sam Bushman. That's a recap of yesterday's show. News the Network's Refuse to Use starts now, and Chris Carlson joins me. Welcome back, my dear friend. Thank you, Sam. Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight against godless communism. Lieutenant Carlson, reporting for duty, sir. Amen to that, and I'll tell you what, I mentioned right before we had you jump on that, you know what, America is looking more and more and more like the communist nation of China. And we're fixing to tell you how. The guide for the discussion today, if you will, is an incredible book. It's called Red-Handed. 
How American Elites Get Rich, Peter Schweitzer. Doing a great job, believe it or not, red-handed topped the New York Times bestseller list February the 3rd, 2022. Listen, hard-hitting, investigative, expose on the relationship between the Communist Chinese Party and American elites, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious, hard-hitting investigative expose on the relationship between the CCP, or Chinese Communist Party, and the American elite, ladies and gentlemen. Red-handed lands itself on the number one slot for the New York Times best-selling nonfiction books, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, you got to start there and say, you know what? <laughs> Peter nails this with all kinds of information, examples, anecdotes that really, um, well, it becomes a national security crisis of epic proportions. Let's start there, Chris. Yeah, and uh, if I could just make one statement, yeah, and there's a lot of information in this book. I wish we had 12 hours to cover it. Uh, we will just barely scratch the surface today. But one quote that I would like to read off, right offhand is a quote in the book uh, under the category of Hunter Biden and his shenanigan dealings with the Communist um, Chinese Party. Um, and it is a quote from his father, Resident Biden. I won't call him president. We'll just refer to him as Resident Biden. He's merely residing in the, the White House. He said, a rising China is a positive positive development, not only for China, but for America and the world writ large. Now, that was a statement made by presumably the most powerful individual in the in the world, in the, the free world, Sam. Why would he go off saying something like that? I diametrically disagree with that statement, but he has 31 million reasons to make such a statement. And that's the estimated amount of money that he, through the instrumentality of his lawyer son, um, Hunter Biden uh, was able to uh, to get from the uh, Communist Chinese Party uh, through uh, what I would call influence peddling. And um, but I don't know how Hunter Biden was able to gain so much access to the Communist Chinese Party, considering the fact that I don't think through throughout his father's entire vice presidential uh, eight years of being vice president, I don't think Hunter Biden had an official position uh, in the uh, the uh, Obama administration. Unless I'm mistaken, Sam, do you remember him ever being called to be the secretary of state or to be an No, he never had any position. And that's why I always submit that getting elected or somehow putting you in positions in government doesn't help you. When they build the shadow government, it's better not to have a position. Now, Peter Schweitzer literally explains the summation of our whole discussion today like this. You ready? The hazard of a Chinese businessman with close ties to the top ranks of Beijing's spy agency conducting financial transactions with the son of the U.S. vice president cannot be overstated. How this did not set up alarm bells at the national security level, ethics alarm bells and more in Washington is a mystery in and of itself. Sam and Chris, back in seconds on your radio. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. 
Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off with America surrendering to terrorists. Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake. Twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you got the top people in the communist Chinese government literally in bed with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. It is insane. Red-handed. How American elites get rich. Peter Schweitzer. It's on the New York Times bestseller list. It is shocking in the details. It's a beyond good read. I'll tell you that right now. But we're talking about the hazard of a Chinese businessman at the top of military and everything else in bed with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. It's all through Hunter, but Joe's fingerprints are all over it. And right before the pause, Chris Carlson wisely asked, hey, if Hunter wasn't even in government, how does he have so much access to both the American government and the Chinese government? Chris? Yeah, and how is it, that Sam, that he was able to arrange a meeting between the vice president and 30 Chinese communist officials? In April of 2011, during his father's vice presidency, Hunter Biden traveled to Taiwan and mainland China. In China, he met with a man dubbed the super chairman. Uh, and his name uh, was Che Fang. Che Fang, who was a business tycoon with ties to Chinese intelligence, and that should uh, send off alarm bells, would become a major player between Hunter and Beijing. One of those connections to Chinese state security was his business partner, Ma, Ma Jing. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce these Chinese names very well. The vice minister of state security. So another connection to what... Um, Peter Schweitzer characterizes as China's KGB. Uh, in Ma Jing, this shadowy uh, KGB figure uh, also had six mistresses. And I mention that just because you have to understand the nature of these human beings. They look at their subjects, and I, I say that um, advisedly, because they look at their subjects as being commodities. So it comes to me as no surprise that these uh, high echelon 
uh, Communist Party officials would have uh, six uh, mistresses because they don't look at their people as being human beings on an equal plane with them. They look at their, their subjects as being commodities to be exploited. And, well, and that's uh, the communist way, though, that men and male and female are not really supposed to get together and love one another and have mutual respect and have a godly ordained marriage. Male and female are really together to have sex for pleasure uh, and to make babies for the regime. Let's be very clear about the communist way of sex, Chris. Well, yeah, and if, and if you consider the fact that, um, you know, over the years of the, the one-child policy, if you had a second child, you were forced to go out and get an abortion. You know, so the sanctity of, uh, sanctity of life in China is something that is very foreign to them. And it has been ever since they have uh, fallen under communist rule under Chairman Mao Zedong uh, during the 1949 uh, Chinese Communist Revolution. So and I don't really want to get too far into detail with all these connections with all these shadowy uh, communist uh, party figures that that Hunter cultivated relationships with, and ultimately he he um, was able to get meetings with high-level uh, Obama administration figures uh, from members of the uh, Communist Chinese Party. And uh, he again, I, I I don't think we can overemphasize the fact that um, Hunter Biden had no official position in the Obama administration, yet he was able to wield such influence and such power in bringing together uh, the free world with the Chinese Communist Party in a way that earned him and his family, including his uncle and his father, uh, an estimated, according to Peter Schweitzer, an estimated $31 million is, is what they uh, were able to garner from his legal services, and I put that in quotes, um, during Joe Biden's vice presidency. And I don't know if you want to go into There are other figures like Henry Zhao, the chairman of the Harvest What well, I do want to spend a little management. bit of time on so people understand, you ask a wise question, Chris. How did Hunter get so high up uh, in influence with regards to the United States government? And the answer is because his father was the vice president, number one. You say, well, then how did he get such high relationships with the communist Chinese? And we have not connected the dots to this yet, but I'm going to really go out on a limb here. Uh, but I don't think it's going very far. And I'm going to basically say this. Barack Obama, his father is most likely Frank Marshall Davis, who was a well-known communist who back in the 60s had relationships with the communism, with communists and the United States. Okay, and they were working on bringing communism in back in the day. The John Birch Society warned about communists infiltrating our government back in the, the 50s and 60s. And this was an example where, um, you know, everybody else just said, oh, those are crazy scare tactics. The John Birch Society is nuts. This isn't true. But the reality is, so when you have Barack Obama flat-out mentored communist by his father, Frank Marshall Davis, and then when you literally have uh, Joe Biden with Barack, and then you have Hunter Biden, attorney, doing the bidding off government payrolls and off government watchdog uh, purview, if you will, you have a recipe to be tied directly into the communists off record. That's what was yeah. done. That's why they did it. That's how they did it. It's not just Joe. But when you have the vice president, Joe Biden, and the president, Barack Hussein Obama, you've got a direct tie to the communists. And now all you've got to do is have a lawyer-trained son 
that's off the record to carry the ball. Anyway, that's the connecting the dots that others don't really talk about, uh, but that's a reality check to seriously, seriously understand and consider. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. You know, and out of the scope of accountability as well, with skeletons in his closet that he would just prefer not be uh, divulged to the general public, which is a perfect recipe for corruption and influence peddling. Um, I would like to talk about a quote that Nancy Pelosi made just prior to the Beijing right, Before we Olympics. get to Nancy Pelosi, though, I just want to tell you about Hunter a little bit more. Hunter Biden, believe it or not, tried to strike an exceedingly lucrative forever business deal with a state-owned Chinese energy company that's been since sanctioned by the United States over its ties to the Chinese military. That's according to the latest emails unearthed from Hunter's infamous laptop, ladies and gentlemen. And Hunter Biden tried to broker this energy deal with China's state-owned oil company. All right? The oil deal, believe it or not, involved one of Hunter's partners by the name of Devin Archer. And we can't go through all of it because a lot of the names we can't pronounce, and a lot of it becomes very convoluted. But look, bottom line is Hunter and Devin were the off-record connections for Barack and Joe to literally get in bed with the communist Chinese, all for filthy lucre. But I submit to you, beyond filthy lucre, national security is at stake. Now, I mentioned that it is the tie that Hunter has to Joe. It's the tie that Barack has to the communists. But it's also a tie that the executive branch has with the legislative branch. Now it's time for Nancy Pelosi, Chris. Nancy Pelosi, good old Nancy. She she issued a warning just before the Beijing Olympic. And there's a lot to unpack here. She said, as I wish the athletes well, I do not encourage them to speak out against the Chinese government there because I fear for their safety if they do. Naturally, my suspicious mind wondered whether or not Nancy Pelosi was really fearing for the safety of the athletes or Sam, is it possible that she is fearing more for the safety of the communist Chinese party in China? I would suggest it's the latter. I would suggest that her concerns are more in line with those of the brutal dictatorial communist regime in China than it would be for the athletes. And I say that because if she really were concerned about our relationship with China and the safety of our citizens, why isn't it that she's not invoking Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution? Um, it's uh, the, the one, the part that says that Congress shall have power to regulate commerce with foreign nations. So throughout the entire period of communist rule in China, our relationship with China, especially lately, especially after... Uh, President Nixon cultivated greater relations has been open trade, free trade. Why is it that we are uh, conducting free trade with an openly brutal dictatorial regime that denies every uh, every semblance of freedom of speech, uh, freedom of of assembly, uh, freedom, you know, the protection of life, liberty, and property in general? Why are we cultivating? Uh, a trade relationship with, with such a country in the first place. When Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi, being the Speaker of the House, has the power 
uh, to cut that trade off, which I know may sound like a radical idea, Sam, but I'm in favor of it. Why are we? It's only a radical. It's there? only a radical idea because we've nurtured those relations and dishonestly manipulated people into believing that those relationships are absolutely necessary for the very survival of the United States. We've been indoctrinated in that for so long the American people can't see straight. That's the only reason it sounds like a radical idea. The fact is, it's a serious, legitimate concern, a national security crisis, but you've got treasonous traitors at the top of our government in bed with the communist Chinese, without a doubt, at almost every level. We'll talk about it more in seconds on your radio. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. The shutdown of a vital trade route between Canada and the United States by freedom truckers protesting Canada's vaccine mandate has closed a Ford plant in Detroit because they can't get the imported parts over a bridge. Instead of negotiating with truckers, leaders are now throwing their weight around. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer said in a statement Thursday, and she called on Canadian officials to take all necessary and appropriate steps to immediately and safely reopen traffic. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. The people of Ottawa don't deserve to be harassed in their own neighborhoods. It should be noted, if Canada simply ended the vaccine mandate, the Freedom Convoy would be heading on down the road. Texas Health and Human Services is reporting the number of abortions performed in Texas fell by 60% in the first month after the heartbeat abortion law went into effect. Senate Bill 8 prohibits nearly all abortions as soon as a heartbeat is detected. USA Radio News. Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu. And the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Water stains on the shower glass. Try rubbing some shaving cream on. Tyler's cleaning crew knows every housekeeping trick in the book. Handling timesheets now. But they need a proper bookkeeper to keep finances tidy. New equipment is a business expense, right? Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Here's more on the Bob Saget death last month. New information is out on the death of Full House star Bob Saget. His family confirms he had a brain bleed after accidentally hitting the back of his head. They believe he didn't realize his injury and died in his sleep at a Florida hotel last month. As far as just how common these brain bleeds are, ABC News chief medical contributor Dr. Jill Ashton tells ABC's Good Morning America... We have to do some mini-med school here and look at the anatomy of the brain. There's blood vessels there. This is a very unforgiving organ for trauma, but it's a closed space. You have the hard skull, you have the soft brain, and in between that, a little bit of bleeding can cause compression on the brain and in some cases can be fatal. So is this something that is common? No, but can it happen? It, it, yes. It so can. it's from the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau. I'm Tim Berg. Thank you, Mr. Berg. We are USA Radio News.
Nancy Pelosi, ladies and gentlemen, is gatekeeper for the communist Chinese oppression. Okay, here's the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen. And I interviewed um, Josh Phillip from the Epic Times. And he basically said, you know what? Every element of our society is infiltrated by the communist Chinese regime. And when you have interviews like that from people from the Epoch Times, you begin to understand just how the connections work. So now you got the Chinese uh, in bed with not only the executive branch via the president and vice president uh, and Hunter Biden, etc., but you've literally got Nancy Pelosi and others involved at the congressional level uh, as well. This is serious, serious business, but we haven't even begun to explore the connections, have we, Chris? Oh, there's so many, Sam. How, how much time do we have today? I, we only have an hour for the show, but... There's just so much that Congress could do that they're failing to do. And they're failing the American people. And guess who else they're failing? They're fa failing the Chinese people to the degree that we uphold and genuflect to the uh, Chinese Communist Party. To the same degree, we basically put our stamp of approval on what's going on over in China. China. And what's going on over in China, you will not hear about on Fox, CNN, ABC, NBC, the, the usual suspects, they don't want you to know what they're doing to the Uyghurs, or I'm sorry, the Uyghurs in, uh, in Xinjiang province. They're literally massacring them and putting them in concentration camps. The whole province is basically an open-air concentration camp. The same thing that happened in Germany under Nazis, Adolf Hitler, is happening today in China. Yet the news refuses to report. Well, they do. They they give lip service here and there. I will admit that. But if we were able to to see those images when we turn on our our TVs at night and watch the nightly news, I think our attitudes about China would be quite different. I don't think our athletes would be there, for example. I mean, why are we giving respect and legitimacy to a government? That's holding the why why would we even agree to go over to a communist nation and make it look legitimate by sending our athletes over to to compete? It doesn't make any sense to me. If we knew the gravity of the situation and how closely it resembles, like I said, what happened in Nazi Germany during the 1940s. You know, we always use the word Nazi, Nazi, Nazi to characterize Americans who we disagree with. Yet they're actually perpetrating Nazi-like atrocities today in uh, communist China. And we turn a blind eye to it. Not only that, we send people like um, Eileen Gu over, who is an American citizen. Now, this was on mainstream media. I don't know if uh, members of your audience um, got this. So Eileen Gu is an American-born Olympian who won gold in the freestyle skiing competition in the Beijing Olympics. Uh, but the only thing wrong with this, she wasn't representing America. Now, how could that be? She was representing China, Sam. But she's an American citizen. How does this work? So her mother is apparently Chinese, but Gu is an American citizen, born and raised in California. She decided to represent China in the Olympics after being offered, over, and I don't know how much money she was offered. It was in the millions. And she also has sponsors, Victoria's Secrets, Louis Vuitton, Red Bull, uh, and a whole host of other sponsors who are going along with this charade, which is an obvious publicity stunt to promote um, the, the, the Chinese government 
and I think it's it's a publicity stunt to promote globalism. Now, have you have you seen the video? Have you read anything? Here, about, here's uh, the I audio from the video, ladies and gentlemen. You can listen to this for yourself. This expose is done quite well. It's on balance or, uh, that does this or whatever. Uh, pretty mainstream press news source, but they dig in pretty good and do a good job. Here's the audio. Let's see if we can. We'd like this to introduce out. you to the American Olympic hero who you have never heard of, Eileen Gu, won gold in the freestyle skier competition. Ordinarily. This would not be news, except Gu, an American, won gold for Team China. Ask yourself, how is that possible? Well, she was born in the United States, educated in California, is an American citizen, but has a Chinese mother. And the communists came calling a few years ago with big bucks. An accomplished skier, they offered to turn Gu into a national celebrity. In fact, her win, quote, broke the Internet in China. CNN Beijing reporter Jesse Yoon dutifully followed the Politburo's reporting standards. Aline Gu fans temporarily crashed China's leading social media platform on Tuesday as tens of millions rushed online to celebrate the teenage free ski sensation, winning her first gold medal of the Beijing Olympics. Congratulations. And the endorsement dollars are raining down at a rate even exceeding the fake snow blown for the 2022 games. More on the fake snow a little later in the show. Goo models for Louis Vuitton, Tiffany, and is sponsored by Anta Sports, among a number of other brands you see there. Anta is the Chinese equivalent of Nike. Let's be honest. Multi-million dollar deals and IMG modeling contracts are not typically available for even accomplished X-game skiers in America. But in China, they are gold in more ways than one. Back to CNN's reporting. Known as the Snow Princess among her Chinese fans, Gu, already reigning world champion, has become the unofficial face of China's Olympic ambition and saw her popularity skyrocket in the lead up to the games. Here is how she explains it. Um, I definitely feel as though I am just as American as I am Chinese. I'm American when I'm in the U.S. and I'm Chinese when I'm in China. That's convenient and might work if she wanted to compete for, say, Norway. When in America, I'm American. When in Norway, I'm Norwegian. Fine. But China? Really? A country perpetuating the greatest genocide since World War II? A country actively harassing and confronting the U.S. Navy on the high seas? A country aiding, adding hundreds of nuclear missiles to its air force? I could go on. The American military considers China and its goose-stepping army enemy number one. Gu chose money and fame over America. Fine. That's her choice. But there is one sticky situation. Remember, she was born in the U.S. and is an American citizen. The Chinese don't recognize dual citizenship. After all, dual citizenship makes it harder to imprison and torture people when they get out of line. If someone's only Chinese, there's no consular visits or angry foreign governments to deal with with a dual citizen. So to compete for China, she would need Chinese citizenship and have to give up her American citizenship. Great. Good riddance. Except that is likely not what happened. After Gu's gold, reporters repeatedly pressed her about the citizenship issue. Her response was an answer to a question, just not the question asked or even close to it. She evaded time and time and time again, talking about how she wants to bring people together through skiing. The evasion speaks volumes. Evidently, she's heading to Stanford this year for school. So let's review. Born in America to an American parent, 
chooses to cash in wearing the Chinese flag, competing for China against the United States, makes a ton of money, and then comes back to live in America as an American. Treason's a strong word. But when did it become okay to cavort with America's enemies? Remember Jane Fonda and her visit to Vietnam? It was shameful. Her nickname became Hanoi Jane. Is there any difference between Gu embracing the Chinese and their genocide? Sure. American troops aren't captive right now in China. But Fonda didn't make millions off her trip. Call it a draw. Perhaps we should nickname Elaine Gu Beijing Elaine. Is that fitting? In China, there is little difference between the People's Liberation Army and the Chinese Communist Party. And Gu, and guess who runs the Chinese Olympic team? Chinese Communist Party. They are all one big genocide committing, human rights abusing, happy family. How about the proof of that? Well, this is from China's official media source. Just days before the games, over 100 members of the team headed to Tiananmen Square. Here's the video. Symbolic for so many reasons. Here was what they were chanting. This is from The, the Hill, our sister publication. For the motherland, charge, charge, charge. Always fight for first place and never give up and victory to China. Sources on the ground for The Hill say they also chanted, throw caution to the wind to repay the leader, Xi Jinping, and follow the general secretary, Xi Jinping, and move together to the future. There's no indication Gu attended the Tiananmen Square rally. But those are her teammates, her countrymen. They have to chant this stuff or risk death. Gu chose to compete for China to chase a pile of cash. Remember, once again, how she views the situation. Um, I definitely feel as though I am just as American as I am Chinese. I'm American when I'm in the US, and I'm Chinese when I'm in China. Part of being an American is American values. Ladies and gentlemen, American values are gone when it comes to the elite in America and the elite in China. Okay, the bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, you have globalism led by global elites that the rules do not apply to. This Eileen Gu, an American-born Olympian who won gold in the freestyle skiing competition in the Beijing Olympics is not representing the United States. Where she grew up, she represents the communist nation of China. How does that happen? We'll talk about it in seconds. Liberty Roundtable Live. Dad, can you make him stop? Honey, he needs to practice. He's been at it in well, just trying to be patient. Dad, it sounds like a cat calling for help or something. Worse, a basement full of cats. Yeah. You know, hon, it is a little hard on the ears. Not you, too. Well, maybe we can all play a game. Andrew, do you want to play a board game? Uh, how about we watch a video? Hide and seek? Oh, I don't know. I give up. Maybe we could all just sneak out of the house. Honey, he's nine years old. We can't leave him home alone. And? We can make him practice with a sock. Well, I guess we'll have to get some ice cream. Did I hear someone say ice cream? Family, isn't it about time? Oh, I see the practice hasn't hurt your ears. Well, I'm a serious musician. Funny that you never seem to get better on that thing. Works every time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey, uh, where did all these cats come from? As you all know... 
Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. Ladies and gentlemen, we have taken Peter Schweitzer's book, Red-Handed, How American Elites Get Rich, and we're talking about how these elites, these globalists, really... They don't have a loyalty to a country at all. They have a loyalty to communism and globalism, and that exceeds everything else. We've talked about um, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, the Biden connection, Barack Obama, his connections, Nancy Pelosi and her connections. Yeah, we've talked about Eileen Gu and her skiing weird scenario. She grew up in America but skis for the communist nation of China in the Olympics, and then she comes back to Stan. Stanford University and uh, what? She's an American college student. What the heck is going on, ladies and gentlemen? But now you got Microsoft on China. Bill Gates has quite the fondness for the communist, communist Chinese as well, Chris. Yeah, and so President Biden is not the only high-profile figure extolling the virtues of China, as you said. Bill Gates thinks a lot of the the leader of the uh, unfree world, Xi Jinping. In fact, this quote, and I'll just read the last part of it because that's um, really telling enough. He said, now he is involved, uh, referring to Xi Jinping, in the committee that are looking, and that's not my grammatical error there, that's his, looking at this problem and that problem. He's quite amazing that he's able, or yeah, he, he, well, th this is his mistake. He's quite amazing that he's able to contribute in a number of ways. So... Bill Gates loves him. Well, Bill Gates has made uh, literally billions of dollars uh, off of the Chinese economy, which he has helped to boost as, as far as his company, Microsoft, is concerned. And I'll just give you a list of some of the uh, business deals that he has cultivated with China. Um, so Bill Gates helped uh, develop a blogging software for China called MSN Spaces. Did you remember that at all? I'm sure that's obsolete technology. By I'm now. familiar with it. It's obsolete technology, but I didn't really recognize it at the time, but I'm familiar with it now. But I've never used okay. the software or anything because it was really meant for the Chinese market. Yeah, yeah, it was geared to the Chinese market, and it was geared for censorship. So words like democracy, human rights, freedom of expression, Tibet independence, etc., cetera, uh, would be censored with this software so that you could blog uh, on the Chinese Internet um, and you wouldn't be able to bring up those terms or discuss those terms, okay? Um, Bill Gates uh, was listed, oh, listen to this, Sam. He was listed on, um, this is uh, a, a publication in China, People's Daily Online, an online publication. He was one of the 50 foreigners shaping China's modern development. 
And he was up there with people like Karl Marx, Charles Darwin, and Joseph Stalin, <laughs> you know, some of the heroes of the uh, Chinese Communist Party. He was also um, head of Microsoft when they set up an AI research lab in China, in a Chinese military university. So there, he's helping out the, um, the Chinese military uh, be able to defeat uh, countries like the United States of America. He also allowed the People's Liberation Army to listen in on Skype conversations for possible subversive communication. And it just goes on. I don't need to, to list them all. He invested in a... Well, and now we know Bill Gates and the ties to his vaccinations around the world and to his promotion of abortion and to his, again, Bill Gates uh, and all kinds of scandals relating to sex with him too. Again, all these communists have these uh, strange uh, love affairs that aren't love at all. They're merely trysts with whoever and uh, Microsoft on China Bill Gates has a fondness for the communist Chinese they love the Chinese leadership and they talk about how impressive these communist leaders are and how hard they work and they go on and on and on they say now he's involved in the committees that solve problems it's amazing how these communist Chinese people can contribute in these different ways and they go on and on and on Hunter does the same. Joe does the same. Nancy does the same. Barack does the same. Bill Gates does the same. But we got to talk about the uh, Ping Shui incident. Is that how you say it? Um, yeah. So this is a recent one. And, and even the mainstream media, Sam, interestingly enough, has kind of uh, sensed the foul play nature of this whole incident. So uh, Peng Shui, I hope I'm pronouncing that accurately, uh, posted on Weibo some wording which widely understood, which was widely understood as accusing um, a retired vice premier named Zhang Gaoli of forcing himself on her uh, three years prior uh, to the incident or, or to the um, the post. So basically, he she thought she had. Uh, the freedom of, of speech to express something that apparently happened a few years ago uh, that was akin to sexual uh, violations. Yeah, where's the Me Too movement when you need them, huh? There you go. But interestingly enough, she recanted what she said. She said it was it all a big misunderstanding, and he didn't do what she claimed, and maybe it was due to a misinterpretation uh, of the Chinese language. So maybe that's what it was. The, the Western media was just misinterpreting <laughs> yeah, because sexual know, harassment doesn't transcend language, does it, ladies and gentlemen? Anyway, the bottom line is it's another sexual manipulated tryst. Uh, it's where these leaders basically get away with all kinds of anything they want to do anywhere. They're lawless thugs. And this really ties us to the fact that communism is merely a gateway drug to globalism, Chris. This is important to understand. So people think that... Um, that globalists are pushing communism for the sake of ideal ideology. Uh, the globalists are not ideal ideological in nature, Sam. What I mean by that is they really are not concerned about any particular political system or another. What they are concerned about is one thing and one thing only, and that is power. Okay, they're not even concerned about money per se, because you know money um, money obviously is of concern to them. Um, trans uh, tangentially because it allows them to acquire power but you know without power money is meaningless to them so promoting communism promoting um, 
socialism, promoting all of these systems are only a gateway drug, as, as I use um, metaphorically, to, to say that China is being used as an instrument. And I don't even know if the, the Chinese communist leadership really understand that. They're, they're being used as an instrument to uh, merge us into an international system. And then yeah, they love the control. They love the elitism. They love all the. But just as Hunter and Biden and Barack and all these people are ignorant of the truth, they're sold on this idea that, you know what, somehow the powers that be, they don't really refer to God, but the cosmos, some would say Satan, others would say. But what they believe is that they're supposed to lord over us for our own good. But that's just perpetuated by the dishonest, godless, satanic bankers, ladies and gentlemen. We need to understand that it is the globalists, like the Rothschilds, as the huge banking family, if you're not familiar with it, the Warburgs, another huge banking family, the Rockefellers and the Schiffs and all these banking families who really control all nations, Chris. Yeah, and, and their God is themselves. They hold themselves up as their own gods. They don't care about the people, but they lure them in with these promises of egalitarianism, equal rights for minorities, rights for homosexuals, transgenders, etc. And and people like um, Eileen Gu, who gets sucked into this notion that you know ch you know China is all about egalitarianism, is socialism, leveling the playing field. And you know maybe she was brainwashed in high school. Obviously, she went to high school in California, where that obviously was going on. And, and that is pretty typical of this generation of young people. I don't count our children in that because we sent them to a good Christian-based private school, but the majority of American youth today, Sam, as you and I both know, are being brainwashed into believing that communism, socialism, collectivism in general is a superior system over capitalism. It's a and satanic it's lie that has been perpetuated in your government schools, the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto for generations, ladies and gentlemen. We've documented the international ties, the global ties, the elitist ties, all the way down to an individual female that's a youngster that now literally grew up in America, goes to school in America, but really she's China when she's, or she's Chinese uh, when she's in China, uh, don't you know? Her citizenship's in question. Hunter's citizenship now must be in question, too. Is he been given a, quote, adopted in citizenship in China? How does he so easily move about the communist leaders uh, tied to the military, tied to, okay, this is very strange brew. But, Chris, let's just show how deep the ties are on a personal level now, shall we? Okay, I'm going to share a personal experience, and this, this sounds a little... I don't know if it sounds unbelievable nowadays. I I was at the um, at a workout facility on uh, Brigham Young University campus. This is about two years ago, Sam. And there was this uh, Oriental gentleman that was working out, and I, I approached him. I said, oh, you know, my name's Chris, you know, and he gave his name. And he said he was from China. He was a foreign exchange student there at BYU. So I we were talking about this, that, and the other thing. And I said, uh, oh, by the way, how do you feel about your government? And all of a sudden he began, he became visibly nervous, Sam. And he said, I'm sorry, I can't talk about that. I am being monitored. I kid you not. He said, I am being monitored. And it was very clear that he knew that somebody was listening in on this conversation that we were having, Sam. I don't know how. You may, maybe through a cell phone, through another electronic device. No, through other informants that are around. They're lurking in the shadows. They're friends. They're associates. They're 
they're about, ladies and gentlemen. The bottom line is what we're telling you from all the way up to the interview I did with Josh Phillip of the Epoch Times, who is an expert on the communist nation of China. He said we're infiltrated at every level. Now you look at the Bill Gates scenario in the tech world. You look at the Pelosi in the House of Representatives, the Barack and the Joe Biden in the executive branch. Uh, we go all the way through to this um, skier, this little girl that seems to have, I don't know, dual citizenship, or maybe she doesn't have an American citizenship. I don't know. To Barack Obama's citizenship being questioned, all the way down to the experience on the local level that Chris Carlson has had, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking red-handed. How American Elites Get Rich, but more importantly, Peter Schweister's book, uh, not only does it top the New York Times bestseller list, but understand that it's hard-hitting investigative expose on the relationship between the CCP, that's the Chinese Communist Party, and the American elite. Ladies and gentlemen, there's ties to the communist globalist cabal led by Satan himself at every level. They have infiltrated every organization. Now, you might have a little organization here or there that's not infiltrated, but I'm telling you right now, literally at the top of every organization. And sometimes even when good people take stories from the mainstream press, it's funded, it's fueled, it's propaganda by the communist Chinese. I've got documentation where many, many of the big newspapers and media companies in America have been taking millions, billions of dollars from the communist Chinese to put them in a good light in the media in America. I know where's yours, Chris. This is and insane. It's, it's criminal and it's treason. And it, and it's working. And we think that it will never happen here in America. It is happening. We've killed 62 million babies in the last 49 years, Sam. We've killed countless tens of thousands with this vaccine. Innocent people are dying under our own regime. And it's just getting worse. Without God, Sam, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight against godless communism. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving Americans everywhere, continuing our duty, sir. The good news, ladies and gentlemen, is we win in the end. Amen to that. For Chris Carlson and Sam Bushman, we declare this nation shall endure. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Donate liberally. Every penny helps us grow our presence in the media. Will you please? And for Sam and Chris, God save the Republic of the United States of America. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio, hard-hitting news that I refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for February the 11th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two. And the goal always is to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Wow, man, have we got a lot going on, huh? February the 11th already, ladies and gentlemen. Time flies when you're having fun. The good doctors in the house, Dr. Scott Bradley, 
his whole lifelong goal to preserve the nation is collegiate series to match to preserve the nation all found at freedomsrisingsun.com and welcome back sir well thank you very much it's uh, another end of a, a work week for a lot of people so time flies just amazingly yeah they say tgif thank goodness it's friday right <laughs> yeah i i think so but uh honestly uh it seems like in today's world the days kind of run together a lot i mean there's uh even the weekends a lot of people don't seem to kind of take a break on the mondays i talked to somebody the other day i mean excuse me on sunday i i talked to somebody the other day that they were it was on sunday and they're they don't practice any religious habits and they said their Sundays are the same as any other part of the week, you know, and they do work if need be or go play or whatever. It's it's interesting how some people are really kind of getting in that mode and Sundays no longer even uh, are, are set apart for any kind of, you know, commemoration of remembrance of godly things and stuff like that. So a lot of people nowadays are running their work weeks seven days a week and there's just a whole hum every day, you know. You got that right, but ho-hum is about to change, ladies and gentlemen. You know the trucker uh, thing going on in Canada. And you know what? We support people's right to peacefully assemble, ladies and gentlemen. But what's happening with the truckers, although they have every right to do this, a lot of the truckers are unionized, which is a big problem in and of itself. I don't want to go down that road except to say a lot of it's not the free market at work as you believe. Uh, but furthermore, people have the right to freedom to associate as they choose, etc., etc., uh, but now the government's literally calling these truckers' events in Canada insurrection. I disagree with that completely, but yet, A, how long will the peaceful assembly remain peaceful? Right now, they're having barbecues and, uh, you know, they're having bounce houses for the kids and all this kind of stuff. But how long will it be until it goes south? How long will it be until government provocateurs infiltrate the truckers' genuine attempt to have a redress of grievance and a peaceful assemblage uh, turn into a fiasco of epic proportions. Not only violence in the streets, not only government-forced crackdowns, that's coming. I pray that it doesn't, but predicted that it will. The United States already telling Canada to get a handle on this and do it fast. Literally bridges between the two countries closed down. The southern border leaks like a sieve. The northern, the northern border is locked down uh, over this kind of stuff. How long will it remain peaceful? And then... How long till it affects the average American's life? How, how long till it affects your ability to get food and clothing and needful materials for your business and so on and so on? We ain't seen nothing yet, doctor. Yeah, yeah you sure do raise a lot of issues on this thing. I, I, yeah, I know how to set here. it up, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's a, kind of like <laughs> a roll of dice. Let's see what comes up here. Actually, uh, we're hearing March 1st, they're going to start a cross-country trek. We're hearing that uh, many will be starting in, Se in Seattle, but I suspect that others will be starting in L.A. and San Francisco. I mean, there's main arteries, you know, 90 and 80 and 70 and 40 all across the United States, the freeway system. So and there are enough truckers that, that uh, basically they could take up all those arteries. You know, we've been, uh, the last couple of years, um, I think that the, the powers that be have been trying to prepare us for a Soviet-style economy with shortages and, 
and uh, you know the the kind of thing where in America in the past we've we've felt abundance was always ours and it always has been. This has been a blessed land, but I think that the uh, t the truckers' efforts on this part to uh, to get the attention of the powers that be, I think it really truly could result in some major shortages. I think word to the wise uh, to get some preparation going. Um, I I I think that if People had food storage that lasted a month at least. I mean, I, I personally believe in a lot longer than that. In fact, when Joseph in Egypt started out, it was a seven-year program. And, uh, and so seven-year, three-year, one-year, one month. I mean, some some Americans today, if they have one day, they think they're stocked. You know, they got a couple of cans of soup and, and maybe a little hamburger in the fridge. But but the fact is that that this has kind of been a long time coming. I too am very concerned about provocateurs. Uh, that is always how things have been handled in um, in the United States by federal agents, and uh, I, and it's not the only place it's been handled. I mean, you look at what's what's gone down. You look at the Reichstadt fire that happened in 1933, February of 1933, actually. Uh, we talked a little bit about that, how it was used to uh, to ratchet down on the German people. With, uh, in my personal opinion, it was a, a setup, a con game or whatever, you know. They tried to blame it on a, a kind of a mentally retarded uh, communist that, that did everything. But honestly, I believe that uh, Hitler was taking full advantage, just as the powers that be do now, to never let a crisis pass without getting full value out of it. So provocateurs, I assume, will be in this. I assume that the, the, they were there, for example, in the in the January 6th thing in 2021, and uh, they'll be there in full force in this. And, and you worry about uh, violence. Uh, but to me, here's, here's kind of an interesting thought a lot of we've talked about it before so maybe your listeners have kind of given some more thought to this than most Americans have that the first amendment really was there uh you know this this idea of religion first of all uh is absolutely essential that's that's premier if you will in the, in this country our recognition of the hand of god but this idea of the freedom of speech the freedom of the press the right of the people to peaceably assemble to petition the government, every single one of those had to do with political issues. You know, this idea of, of speech in the press, we've, we've lost the concept that that was there as a, to, to allow and make certain that nobody got shut down like they're doing almost across the board. The big tech companies and the, the powers that be, you know, the, the deep state and those that hold office are attempting to uh, constrain free exchange of information of things that are risky to us today. Um, we uh, we need to understand that those were there to give the voice of warning, to say, hey, wait, 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 look, look what they're doing to us now, so that the people could respond and correct a rogue government, if you will. And, and you know, the, the courts and uh, the legislatures and the in practice, they have spun this completely differently. They say obscene and, and vulgar and, and crude uh, is what reigns under this, uh, under this First Amendment stuff of speech and, and press. 
uh, that, oh yeah, <laughs> assembly to, you know, to, you know, in nude bars or whatever, you know. But the fact of the matter is, that was the farthest thing from the American Founding Fathers' minds. They wanted us to be able to use the press and our speech and our assembly, all of those things to raise a voice of warning about things that are running muck governmentally and prevent them from getting a hold on us. And and that isn't how they're being interpreted today. They, they've... Uh, They've spun them in in terms of obscenity and uh, wilderness that that has undermined the foundation of society, ultimately, and uh, and they're trying to shut down political speech. I mean, you look at, for example, I've run for political office a few times, and the constraining, the prior constraint that's placed upon candidates on their inability to speak about certain subjects, uh, voting records, and so on on uh, other other individuals that currently hold office in certain windows before the uh, the election they're saying no 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 you 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 can't bring up the absurd wicked things that they're doing in your campaign because that might cost them votes oh no no so the the federal election laws are written as as incumbent protection laws basically to prevent uh candidates that are riled up about what's happening from really being able to give a full exposure of the wickedness of those that are in office. And so it's, it's upside down and backwards. It's flipped. It's, it's a complete perversion of what the First Amendment was about. It was about preserving our liberty by raising the voice of warning. It had nothing to do with obscenity and, and uh, lewdness. So, yeah, uh, the, these truckers are exercising their freedom of speech and press and assembly and all those kinds of things. But I suspect that there will be provocateurs that will be in the middle of it. Whether it was, well, you look back at the Oak City bombing, for example, uh, with Timothy McVeigh and those guys. You look back at what happened at, at Ruby Ridge. You look back at what happened in uh, uh, the people down in uh, Waco and, and, um, and, and how things happened on the 6th of January, 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman and Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio. We're talking about the U.S. trucker convoy to Washington gathers steam. The Department of Homeland Security putting out a memo. We'll talk about that coming up, too. I'm telling you, they're gearing for intentional violence. Whether the truckers know or not, we'll talk about it in seconds on your radio. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. 
That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads, a divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Dr. Scott Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen. Are they setting us up to have a, quote, communist style? A Soviet-style economy where you have shortages and everything else everywhere. Yeah, right now you've got this vaccine movement, and there's a lot of pushback, and the government doesn't like the pushback, so they've dubbed everybody pushing back terrorists. Now the U.S. trucker convoy, ladies and gentlemen, heading from L.A. to Washington is gathering steam. They're kicking it off. But the Department of Homeland Security, now no doubt that's an unconstitutional agency, I mind you, created by the Republicans. But the Department of Homeland Security, DHS, is warning law enforcement partners. Now, did you know they had law enforcement partners? <laughs> of planned demonstrations among truckers and truck drivers to protest the vaccine mandates. They say that it could disrupt both the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday and Joe Biden's first State of the Union address on March 1st. Now, you look at secret spending and dark money and you look at this whole thing and you go, man... The government's already warning of violence, of disruptions, of shortages, of, and the headlines are screaming, the border's locked down, uh, car manufacturers can't get the parts they need, uh, and so on. And so they're setting the stage for this to become provocateur, violent, and to disrupt the American people. They're going to use this as the next crisis if they can. What I don't know is how many of the truckers are aware of it. I don't believe most truckers are aware of it. I think they're doing a good job. They're wanting to peacefully assemble. They're wanting to have a redress of grievances. They're trying to show their displeasure. Uh, you know, the bikers have done this. The truckers have done this from time to time. I think many of them have genuine intentions. But I also believe the union at the top is in bed with government like nobody's business, a.k.a. the relations board, is where they get their um, – uh, that's where kind of the confluence of, of government and union – uh, get in bed together, but they betray the rank-and-file union member in the process. Uh, but the bottom line is you look at this, and I say this is basically going to be a planned insurrection, whether the truckers know it or not. Now, a lot of patriots are praising them and their right to peacefully assemble, and I started out doing the same thing. But as I look at this more, I believe that this is a planned manipulation. This is a planned, it's going to go off the rails somehow. There can be no good end to this. It's the Hegelian dialectic worked to perfection, Dr. Bradley. Well, I hope and pray that you're wrong about the uh, nefarious schemes of 
of those that are sitting at the head of the government, I, I do believe that the vast majority of the truckers that are there are have pure intentions of being able to raise attention to the challenges. And I believe that there will be an attempt to manipulate and and to foster and fester and everything like that. The, the, uh, the things that will bring about a hard response by government agencies. You know, there's been a, a, a examples in Canada where they've tried to uh, you know, bring in wreckers and move the trucks, and they've the police have come in and ordered them to disperse. Um, I suspect that those will be more forcefully executed in the United States because we have a more forceful regime. I mean, the the Trudeau uh, regime in in Canada is a weak kneed sister compared to the organization that's found in the Department of Homeland Security and FEMA and all that kind of stuff. I I. It's a little unknown factor to me, uh, you know, this idea of the the police. I mean, I don't know if you saw that, the Mountie, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police guy that was on Trudeau's uh, security staff that resigned his position, saying he couldn't do it anymore. I mean, I, you know, I, I hope that uh, people that are wearing the blue, if you will, will come to understand when when the tyranny is being implemented uh, their job is not to support the not their job is not to be the Praetorian Guard, the palace guard. Their job is to stand with principle and uh, uphold the foundational things that this nation was established under in regards to liberty and proper government. I remember well there was a uh, a guy I knew that uh, had just got back from Southeast Asia, a tour of duty there and uh, he and many others were called to respond in Washington, D.C. to the moratorium on the war that was going on there. Some people that were around during that time might remember some of that stuff. And he, he told me about forming up. If I recall correctly, he and his group were at the Lincoln Memorial. I mean, they were in their web gear, helmets, M16s, the whole nine yards. And they were going to march on those that um, that were basically saying, hey, look, we got to rethink this Vietnam War thing, unconstitutional, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was a big hippie movement and everything. <clears throat> but he, he told me that as they were forming up, he had just come out of war. He saw the face of war up close and personal. He saw the ugliness of it. And he became sick to his stomach to the point he couldn't stop throwing up. He was relieved of his duty that day because of, you know, having to go to sick leave or sick bay. But, but he volunteered to another tour in Southeast Asia rather than march on fellow Americans. He had enough integrity to say, I will not. I will not fix my bayonet against Americans. And, uh, and he, he just, it sickened him to the point to see that, that that might come to our country and he might have a role to play in that. He ended up uh, spending quite a bit of time in the hospital after this tour, that, that second tour. But... But the point of the matter is, it, it would seem that there will be Americans that will be loyal to the cause of liberty. You would hope, you would pray, um, and I, I just don't know at this point. Uh, the, I, I think the wise people, the people, if you will, at the end of the pipe, uh, would be wise to um, go about a reasoned preparation so that they might be able to have fuel and food and 
water possibly. I mean, if, if we have power outages, their water may not flow. By the way, that's that's one of the ways that um, you had you you inflict your greatest amount of casualties on a foreign power when you attack them. You take out their infrastructure, their their power. It takes out their sewer uh, treatment plants. It takes out their ability to work in hospitals. It takes out their ability to uh, to treat the most vulnerable. And consequently, when we do that kind of stuff in in Iraq or or uh, Afghanistan, for example. The greatest number of collateral damage of casualties, even though they're not explosively destroyed, is is the most vulnerable, the the, the littlest and the oldest of the the peoples of the population, where they uh, they suffer because sanitation suffers. Now, I'm not saying all of the sewer systems in the United States are going to go down because of this, but but people don't understand how totally dependent we are on a on a kind of a networked and interwoven infrastructure. so And I a very fragile one at that, ladies and gentlemen, as you saw in it, Texas last year, how the cold melted down their whole power system, ladies and gentlemen. So you see how fragile it is. Uh, and when we talk about these truckers, I agree with Dr. Bradley that most of them have benevolent good intentions, but I believe that they're going to be betrayed in a Hegelian dialectic, ladies and gentlemen. You say, why do I say that? I believe the government is setting the stage. They're warning law enforcement, hey, this is going to go off the rails. But how much of that is a warning or a prediction or a promise, right? Um, you say, okay, what about the money? You know, there's money that the truckers need to keep it up, to fill their tanks, to stay there, to run their trucks, to et cetera, et cetera. Well, um, they raised a bunch of money via what's that group? Go yeah, the thugs me. over there. GoFundMe. GoFundMe. And GoFundMe first basically let them raise the money. Then they basically pulled the rug out from under them and said, hey, we're not going to let you have the money. We're going to give it to charity. Then they came back and said, oh, well, we're not really going to give it to charity. We're just going to refund it. So GoFundMe got shut down. Well, then they went to Give, Send, Go. Give, Send, Go trying to stay strong, but headline, court freezes eight million dollars for freedom convoy on give send go so now you got the government again in the middle of it freezing the money well while this is all happening you have government dark money and we've documented this government dark money and its provocateur agenda over and over via george soros bill and hillary clinton okay james o'keefe and others have gone undercover video and documented this You've got riots all over the country last year led by Antifa and Black Lives Matter. And Black Lives Matter raised almost $100 million, and nobody interfered with their raising of money. Secret spending and dark money, ladies and gentlemen. They decried dark money in politics, these deep staters, but yet, you know what? They used it to create a false election and put resident Biden there. He's not the president. He's just the resident right now because of fraud. We bring this up, they say, you're a terrorist. We bring up, hey, we don't want to take the experimental vaccine, you're a terrorist. I'm telling you, they wouldn't allow us to raise money over and over and over. Well, I'll tell you how the PSYOP's working. They're allowing us to raise money to see how much money we can raise. We raised $8 million the first time with GoFundMe. That got shut down. Second time, $8 million again. Give, send, go. We'll talk about it in seconds, ladies and gentlemen. 
proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Inflation is the decline of purchasing power of a given currency over time. America's inflation rose to 7.5% in January. That's the highest level since February of 1982. Edgewell CEO Rod Little on CNBC says there's a silver lining to be had. Yeah, the good news is the the new inflation peak we're seeing is primarily around materials. And so uh, we've talked about resins in the past being significantly up. This last round, chemicals, specifically chemicals that go into the sun care formulations, are the big drivers. President Biden said Thursday that American citizens in Ukraine should leave now due to increasing concerns that Russian troops may soon invade the country. It should be noted, although a massive troop buildup by Russia is taking place, President Putin could be posturing for NATO concessions or an invasion could take place. USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wayne Alaroot. It's official. Inflation is at its highest level since the 1980s, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. What most people don't know is that it's actually much worse. Inflation may be higher now than the 1980s since the new measurements exclude food and energy. Gas prices up 58%, energy up 33%. What can you do about it? Protect yourself and your family. Only gold, silver, and other hard assets give you true protection. My friends at Tangible Investments guarantee the absolute lowest price on precious metals. Check them out at TII1.com or call 800-384-41. Tangible Investments has 40 years of experience and billions, that's with a B, billions in transactions. Call 800-384-41 if you want help with gold, silver, platinum. They guarantee you the best prices plus excellent service. Call Tangible Investments now, 800-384-41 or visit TII1.com. They also provide free verbal appraisals. Here are some of the details on a House Oversight Committee's concern on some of President Trump's memorabilia when he was president. The House Oversight Committee is looking into reported violations of the Presidential Records Act by former President Trump after boxes of records were found in his Florida home of Mar-a-Lago. Committee Chair Democrat Carolyn Maloney said she was deeply concerned that records were not provided to the National Archives as directed by law. The archives are now asking the Justice Department to investigate the handling of those records. Former President Trump says the boxes contain letters, newspapers, magazines, and other memorabilia that he had hoped to display someday in his presidential library. He said he transferred those records to the archives willingly. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King. Happy Friday, my friend, as we enter Super Bowl weekend. We are USA Radio News. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Dr. Scott Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen. FreedomsRisingSun.com is his website. And so I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, but I believe that in this war that we're having with the United States government, really the communist nation of China, global elites, if you will, uh, is a battle. They're trying to take us to hard war. We're in a soft war right now, but they're doing what's called probing the enemy and using the Hegelian dialectic against against us. Are you for the truckers? Of course you are. But when you say you're for the truckers now, they know who their enemy is, right? The truckers represent freedom. The truckers represent 
have your own agency on vaccinations. The truckers represent the free market at the bottom. That's we the people. Uh, but at the top is the union in bed with government, ladies and gentlemen. And now it's international government. It's China and, or sorry, it's Canada and the United States right now. The Department of Homeland Security, a Republican creation, an unconstitutional agency's warning of trouble. They're saying it could start this Sunday and affect the Super Bowl all the way through March 1. It could even affect the State of the Union address. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, so now you got this $8 million raised with GoFundMe, got shut down and returned. Now you got $8 million raised again for Freedom Convoy on Give, Send, Go. Now, I'm not saying Give, Send, Go is an enemy, but I am telling you this. The government right now is plumbing the landscape. They are literally leading on the enemy, that's us, to say, what is your wherewithal? How deep are your pockets? How serious is your commitment? Truckers, we're going to close all the bridges. Are you going to back down or are you going to riot? Or what are you going to do? Hey, we're going to make sure you don't have gas for your vehicles. So they stole gas, right? The government literally stole gas from the truckers. All right, now they're saying, hey, you raised $8 million, we shut you down. You raised $8 million again, we shut you down. They're plumbing how deep the resources and the commitment and the will of we the people are right now. Dr. Bradley. Well, it's interesting to me that there should be this kind of pushback. I mean, just stop, take a deep breath, step back, and look at this. Is this an effort, as the many in the government, the Homeland Security people and everything, are attempting to make it sound like a violent overthrow of the nation? Or is it people that are saying, look, we're, we're sick and tired. We are sick and tired of the uh, unconstitutional direction that this com- country is going on. I mean, from presidential mandates that are now being overthrown in the, in the courts uh, th- to the governors and everybody else that's out there putting these things out that never, 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 never should have happened at all in any way. And, and they're, they're building a kind of a, a frenzied cry about the risk we're in because of these insurrectionists. Uh, they, they put these really inflammatory terms on it, and, and uh, they try and build a scenario of that. Uh, Sam, you remember back in the 2008 presidential election, we were on the radio one time, and we, we were talking about the fusion centers between, you know, the uh, federal, if you will, the general government and, and state and local governments in regards to police work. And, and they were identifying people that had Second Amendment bumper stickers on, had pro-life bumper stickers on, had pro-Ron Paul bumper stickers, had pro-Chuck Baldwin bumper stickers. And, and uh, we, we made a live call on the radio to the Missouri Fusion Center. I don't know if you recall this or not, but we attempted to talk to people to say, what the heck are you thinking on this thing? And of course, we got hung up on so many times and they ultimately blocked their, their lines that we couldn't get back in. But, but the point of the matter is, these fusion centers, in the last segment you met, mentioned the fact that uh, uh, the, the feds are saying, we will work with our partners, the police agencies. There is no partnership constitutionally in terms of, you know, somehow the local governments become subservient to the general government and provide resources to them to, you know, come in and and be the jackboots that are on the ground in in, uh, local communities. 
I mean, this this harkens back to the way, you know, the Gestapo and, and the SS operated things in Germany. Uh, and that's why they, I call this a Hegelian dialectic psyop right now. They're probing the enemy. They're seeing how much we can take. Let me give you an example. Ottawa cops stole gas, lied to the press, and arrested people. Well, now they say judge orders Ottawa police to return all fuel they seized. Okay, what they're doing is they're saying, what would you do when we commit an assault against you? We steal all your gas, all your diesel fuel. What are you going to do? We're going to close all the bridges. What are you going to do? You're going to raise money. We're going to steal it. Shut it down. Move to another. We're going to steal it. Shut it down. What are you going to do? This is starting to get harder and harder and harder as they probe and test the will of the truckers and the will of the people behind them. Um, I understand the peaceful assembly attempt, but I'm telling you, I believe this will go all wrong. Well, like I say, the 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 people at the end of the pipe, us, they got to feed our families and and to continue to go on with our lives, need to take some some uh, kind of preventative action that we can prepare ourselves with. And I think this is wise, whether you're preparing for a a big tornado, or hurricane, or a or a wildland fire, or or an economic collapse, or or a government that, that goes rogue on you. You you should have a preparatory state that your mind is in all the time. And and so, I, in fact, I think, now that I think about it, if I go back to 2012, this was in the run-up to the uh, CSPOA event. I think it was in Las Vegas, if I recall correctly, early in 2012. Didn't um, PayPal seize a bunch of funds that had been put aside for that that uh, was going to be able to use for paying Hotel rooms for guests and stuff like that. Yes. I mean, this has been going Absolutely. on for years. Absolutely. And this yeah. is what I mean. But it's getting harder and harder, though. The dollars amounts are getting bigger. Uh, the just causes are being more pure. In other words, hey, it's legitimate cause for this, for this, for this, for this. And, and, they, and they shut it down. They're probing the enemy. They're seeing what we'll take, where we'll fold, and where we'll stand up. And if we stand up in enough numbers, if the word gets out via the new media taking center stage and we back the truckers and this becomes a big issue, then they'll crack down all the harder. If, on the other hand, a few truckers kind of, uh, you know, melt down and back away and go home, and then they'll say, hey, the people are soft enough to continue the soft tyranny. If the people push back too hard, it's going to go to hard work quickly. Why? Because the people are terrorists. That's why. Have to, don't you know? Those crazy, whacked out, vaccinating, avoiding terrorists are at it again okay they're gonna decide based on our reactions of where this is gonna go and we have let the government get above the people in such a secret combination to where i don't know if we can stop it at this point doctor well that's i guess i'm open to suggestions i mean i really do believe that uh, the time is fast approaching where things could go really rough but but i i think that I don't think you ever, ever have tyranny back off when you capitulate. I think that they only tighten the noose. Yeah, but uh, what they do, though, at least in modern times, they tighten the noose, but they do it in soft ways. They've learned that they can gain more ground softly, uh, peacefully, kindly, gently, uh, purporting to protect us and whatever. Uh, they get they gain more ground doing it softly. That's what they've done. and that's what, So... It's just a matter of how hard or soft we want the tyranny to come. You're right, tyrannical thugs never back off. No, there's, it, it just, and it. But they'll go soft if we'll cooperate and they can advance the ball, won't they? See, see, here's the problem. If, if, you, if you say, okay, we're going to be 
you know, completely, completely capitulating. We're going to be uh, unwilling to even vocalize something. I I suspect that it'll continue to march, and it, it may buy. That's the thing I have with some of the churches. They say, oh, we're going to continue to capitulate to government mandates and edicts, and we're going to obey any law that they create out of thin air that is not really a law because it wasn't constitutionally created. We're going to continue to, to do that so that we can continue to worship or whatever, whatever excuse they use. I, I don't believe that um, that you're going to see anybody say, oh, oh, boy, we've got just the right amount of tyranny. I think you're going to find that it, it's going to continue to be exacerbated by the thugs that sit in those judgment seats over the nation that, that they're going to play it out. I think the Department of Homeland Security and and uh, FEMA and everybody, uh, I think they're just tuning up and warming up their actions that will ultimately be brought in. So the question is, I'd, I'd be interested in hearing a, a suggestion as to how it might be done so that we end up uh, kind of diffusing the tyranny uh, at this point. I mean, because uh, I, I don't see them backing off. I just don't. They won't back off. I concur. The only question is how hard or how fast it will get to um, uh, their agenda. In other words, they're taking us to a global governance. Communism is the tool. Socialism is the softer tool. They don't care which road you pick as long as you get there. They'll go soft as long as we allow them to, but if we force them to go hard in the paint, they'll do it because they're not going to let us win if they can help it. Now, we know they lose in the end because we're on God's side who. And in my opinion, that articulates the start of what we do about it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is serious business. I don't want to say it's over and that we've lost by any means. But I do want to articulate the situation we are in. That doesn't mean that I think we should back off. We should do just the opposite. We'll talk about that. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. 
The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley with me. We're talking about this tyrannical agenda they've got. They're using the Hegelian dialectic against us on so many fronts. It is shocking, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, if you look at what they're doing to the truckers, who I believe are innocently doing their really best to push back, everybody's trying to find a way to ratchet down government, and they're overreaching into our lives. Everyone's trying to stand against the deep state in their own way. Americans and people around the world are waking up in droves. The pandemic kicked it off. And what they're trying to do is take it to a hard war against we the people. They want us to misbehave, misstep, so that they have excuses to crack down harder. So all the truckers need to do is allow it to get violent uh, or uh, stand by while it goes violent or be there while it goes violent. And that's where they want to take it if we let them. Can we remain peaceful is the question. Dr. Bradley wisely asks, ladies and gentlemen, how we deal with this secret spending of dark money. The deep state decries dark money, but then uses it against we, the people. And now they're shutting down our money. Anything we raise, they find a way to literally let it raise enough to see how much we can raise. And then they shut it down when it starts to slow down. They're going, that's the breaking point. Americans will put $8 million in. Oh, then Americans will move and put $8 million in. Okay, they're probing and understanding how hard we are, what we're willing to do. They steal the fuel of the truckers. They lie to the press. They literally arrest people. Then judge orders Ottawa police to return the seized fuel. All right, now, I bring all this up because then Dr. Bradley says, hey, what do we do, Sam? You know, I'm open to suggestion. And I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, it is all about God, family, and country. I submit to you that we, the people, need to repent and turn to our God. And if we do not, there is no good answer. All right, I'm going to say that one more time. We need to return to God Almighty and repent and keep his commandments. He's promised us blessings if we do, and if we don't, we lose the blessings, okay? This is a very simple, fundamental reality. We have got to, in the pride cycle, turn to humility and turn to God by repentance and keeping his commandments. If we don't do that, I don't care what else we do, nothing will work. Then on the family side of things, I think we prepare our families. You better have food storage by now, folks. You better be prepared because if the trucker slowdowns turn into a blockade, turn into a you can't deliver product, your shelves are going to be empty, and you better be ready. The toilet paper will look like a child's game. The toilet paper shortage will be nothing compared to the food shortage, okay? And they'll blame it on the truckers. They'll blame it on the patriots. They'll blame it on the anti-vaxxers. They'll blame it on everybody but the truth, which is government intentionally provocateur uh, creating this agenda. Right now, they'll basically shut down the Super Bowl, mess with your entertainment. They'll shut down the State of the Union addresses, suggest that it's insurrection. January 6th is continuing. Now they can't even give a proper State of the Union address because of the enemy, because of the terrorists, because of the people. So you got to turn to God. you got to turn to your family, and you got to focus and repent. you got to, as a family, harden yourselves and say, listen, what will we do? How can we live on less? How can we, if th- these difficulties came Uh, to a town near us or to our society, how do we respond? And I believe it's in the family sphere that God intends revelation to be realized and for solutions to problems to exist. It is by turning to God and repenting that we open the door and say, God, we're willing to hear thee. 
And as we hear God, we will know what actions to take. And it won't be the same for everybody, every family, every society, every city, every, you know, everybody's situations and circumstances and actions will need to be delivered by God to them. It'll be customized. Do you flee to the Rocky Mountains? Do you get food storage? Do you, you know, do you bunker down? What do you, what do you do? God can give you guidance, I submit, but he'll do it through the family unit, through a husband and wife where the father presides. That's what's going to happen. And then on a country level, I believe the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association, along with the new media taking center stage, are the answers. Look, we're giving you this information via the news, media, taking center stage. You're able to hear what's going on and get a handle on this. The truckers are genuine. The effort is just. I'm not suggesting to back away. I am suggesting that you got to focus on this uh, in a meaningful way. The truckers are doing a great job, but I'm telling you, they'll be hung out to dry if we're not very wise as serpents, harmless as doves, very conscientious about getting guidance from God. We will get caught in a snare. Beware and remember who told you first. They did it with January 6th. They did it with um, Charlottesville. Okay, they've done this, and every time it ratchets up more and longer. And harder. This is on purpose. It is not an accident. All right. And so now on a country level, I believe the CSPOA can make a big difference because we can work with the sheriffs. And the sheriffs can deputize people and truly keep the peace if they want to. Furthermore, we can deal with it with the media. You can turn to alternative sources to give you the really the skinny on the ground, the truth of it all, and direction via the media. So it's God, family, country in that order for solutions, Dr. Bradley, that would be my summary of a starting point for real solutions that can make uh, a difference at every level. What you're doing with your God is individual. What you're doing with your family is the fundamental unit of society. What you're doing in government is using the peaceful solutions we still have left, which are becoming less and less, very few. But we still have them. Uh, the Constitution is not dead. The checks and balances are real. Local government has authority and has a place. And it's up to us to make sure that we don't get tempted into violence, tempted into things which will be, be used against us wrongfully. There is an art form to solutions and protection led by God Almighty. And it's up to us as individuals and families to tap into that. Your thoughts? It occurs to me that um, your use of the term Hegelian dialectic is perhaps a term that some of your listeners are not, you know, familiar with or in their daily usage. And I might point out that that it's a it's a, a process of where there's contradictory positions taken between opposing sides. Okay, so they give you two false alternatives that really are not the good solution. I mean, I I, I look at uh, some of our educational processes that say. Would you rather be hanged or shot or stabbed or dragged to death behind a truck? Uh, and the answer is none of the above. And so they have false alternatives that are presented. And that's kind of where we are in the world today. They've, they've kind of captured the, the argument with these contradictory, seemingly contradictory, but they're, they're, they're bad outcomes no matter what. These bad outcomes are are proposed basically is the only way they're the only solutions that are out there and we end up having a bad outcome because we've only got bad choices the real choice is to return to the foundation 
let's return to you know God, family, country, as you say in your in your monologue there. But the fact of the matter is, these things worked in the beginning. These things were the foundation upon which this whole entire nation was built. These issues of separation of powers, checks and balances, delegated authority, all of those things are fundamental to a restoration. Now, you, you, you inferred this a little bit, but our local control of our local police is essential. Building a relationship with your local policing agencies, relationships with you know, your pastors and, and religious leaders, obviously relationships and families. The point of the matter is that, that we have a, a foundational approach. We have a, a pathway, if you will. And, and I've, I've told this story a number of times. I won't go into any great detail, but at, at age six, I got lost. And my first impression was to run, and I did that. I followed that impression. It didn't make it any better. I tell people, you know, running through the briars and the brambles and the creek and the deadfall and the boulders, skinning your shins up, it doesn't get you any better on your lost. The first thing you do is you sit down and look at your back trail. Keep your head. Don't panic. And, and you know, it's 86. I didn't know this. And and I only made things worse. And, and, and what ha is happening today when we have these false, philosophical, contradictory, opposing sides that really aren't good answers, the real foundational truths still exist. We have and Let me stop trail. you there, doctor, and say, hey, back down, do nothing like the churches. Get along, go along, you know, consort, you know, deal with the enemy, back down. That won't do any good, as you wisely point out. The tyrannical thugs never stop. So back well, down is not a good idea. Go hard in the paint like the truckers. Take them on like the bikers. Let's get it done in their face. Let's, you know control cities and let's well that isn't the answer either both are the problem what you've got to turn to is god what you've got to do is get revelation for you and your family and then what you've got to do is use the peaceful solutions that good honest people have put together that already exist like returning to the checks and balances of the constitution like insisting that they obey or we remove them like using the constitutional sheriffs and peace officers association to literally have law enforcement locally involved and controlled and assert their jurisdictional authorities like good people returning to preserve the nation via dr bradley's book and the solutions therein these are the answers but neither of them are being pushed in the mainstream it takes a sam bushman and dr bradley to point them out sir that's what I say. There may be, uh, if you will, a crash course, and that sounds like a uh, – it's, it's a hard thing. But we offer, I mean, with our webinars and our educational processes and, and our discussions on the radio, an opportunity for people to start picking up the pieces and start something that should have be, been going on for generations. But in recent generations, certainly from my generation forward, we have ignored the back trail. We have, we have been creating a false narrative about the approach. The, the general government has no power in your local service. The, the, look at the, the Third uh, Amendment. You don't have troops living among us, but what they've tried to do is militarize and buy off the, the local police through grants and, and uh, gifts of, of federal funding and so on. We need to start to, it's, it's, it's way too late to put it off anymore. 
we've got to start understanding the 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 pathway back and i i don't know if this month it'll come to a head i i kind of suspect it won't actually it'll probably get worse but the fact of the matter is unless and until the people are wise enough to go back to the back trail that made us this wonderful amazing nation right from the very beginning it's going to continue to get worse because we'll continue to look at these false um, answers that are being operated and offered by those in power today, and, and they and, are false. They will and not And don't work. get me wrong. I'm, I don't mean to abandon the truckers. I think they mean well. I'm just telling you that if they're not very careful, they will be lured into a trap, which will be used against them, just like January 6th, just like Charlottesville. Okay, we see this pattern over and over. And, yes, you have a God-given right to peacefully assemble. Yes, you have a God-given right for your redress of grievance. No doubt about it. But I'm telling you, they're using these tools against you because we have let tyranny get so far above we the people that we can't count on our cops to have a peaceful assembly. We can't count on the courts to give us a redress of grievance. So we're going to have to turn to God, family, and then the proper ways to work with country to make a difference. We better be wise and careful or we are going to end up meaning well but being trapped by Satan himself leading those who hate liberty into tyranny. It's a serious issue, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm standing on the wall providing a warning, not because I want to abandon or anything, anybody, but I don't want people to get in trouble and I want people to realize what we're up against. Dr. Bradley, thank you for your time, sir. You bet. Glad to be here. Dr. Scott Bradley, ladies and gentlemen, to preserve the nation is Collegiate Series with incredible guidance on solutions, all available at freedomsrisingsun.com. And for Dr. Bradley and Sam Bushman, we declare this nation shall endure. We win in the end. God save the republic. <laughs>